Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about living well with Alzheimer's is Brian LeBlanc. Brian is originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, and now makes his home in Largo, Florida. It was in Pensacola, Florida, where he found his niche in the professional world as a marketing and public relations executive. All that changed in October of 2014 when he was diagnosed with younger onset Alzheimer's disease, thus becoming the fourth generation in his family to receive this diagnosis. In June of 2019, Brian was also diagnosed with vascular dementia. Being he made a career by using his voice, he knew he had to use it now to advocate and educate for persons living with dementia and their care partners. He does this also to honor his mother who died with Alzheimer's disease. Brian is now an international Alzheimer's advocate, keynote speaker, session presenter, panelist, and congressional Alzheimer's ambassador for the Alzheimer's Association. Brian speaks at international, national, regional, and local conferences, seminars, and workshops. He is also a crisis intervention team trainer for law enforcement. Brian, thank you for being here. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. That sounds like a I'm exhausted just listening to what you just said. <laughs> I, might, I might have to get a cup of water here before we get moving. So, well, thank you. Uh, before before we get into it, Brian, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. For those joining us today, you'll have the opportunity to ask any questions. Go ahead and type those in, and time permitting, we'll, we'll get to those questions um, at the end. Um, Brian, I know in the bio it says in October of 2014 you were diagnosed. A two-part question. How did all this come about, and then what caused you to go in um, for this diagnosis? Well, I'll ask the second question first. Very um, good. I was getting I was getting lost while driving, um, and it wasn't just the places where I'd never been before. These were very familiar places, and um, I thought I would know where I was going without ever having to use any type of assistance, but. Um, I, I was not doing a very good job. Um, the other part was, um, I was still married at the time. And what I would do is I would, I would call my wife and say, Hey, uh, I don't know where I am. So she would give me coordinates and I would put them in on my phone and then I would find my way back home. But it wasn't until I went to my doctor's office, and my doctor's office was, um, I don't even think it was a mile from my house. And um, I wound up way on the other side of town, 45 minutes away, before I realized that I wasn't at my doctor's office and I was nowhere near. So when I got home that evening, um, I, I, uh, I walked inside and my wife and daughter were sitting on the sofa and she said, uh, you know, sit down, we need to have a talk. And, you know, you're, you're a married man. If your wife told you that you'd probably start sweating. Like I thought, <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I do now? So, um, but I, you know, sat down and, and, and she asked me the question. She said, do you know how many times you've been lost in the last six months? And I had no clue. But I also knew, and this is why I asked her, I said, well, 
I don't know, but if you're asking me that question, I pretty well know that you've been keeping track. And she says, oh, yeah. She goes, you've been lost at least a dozen times in the past six months. She goes, we, I think it's time that you get checked. So that's what led me to the, um, the wonderful uh, neurology diagnosis event. <laughs> I call it an right. event. Um, but, um, yeah, so that, that's what led me there. Right. And I'm just curious, so what did it feel like? Now, I know in your, your bio, because I, I know you a little bit more than a lot of the people that are on this, this presentation today, is this is not the first time in your family. So yeah. talk a little I'm bit about fourth, that, please. I'm fourth generation. Started with my, uh, my great-grandmother, who I, I didn't know, uh, but I watched my, uh, my maternal grandfather go through his Alzheimer's journey, watched my mother go through her Alzheimer's journey, and also watched my dad go through his journey with vascular dementia. Right. So um, seeing those, seeing all that, 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 that was rough, you know. And then when you get diagnosed, you immediately, or at least I did, I shouldn't say everyone, it, it's, you know, what happens to me is particularly um, my, my journey. But I immediately saw myself as them. And I said, but I'm, I'm, not, in my, I'm not in the late stages. I'm, I'm just starting out now. Mm -hmm. And I want to live my life. I have a lot of life to live, and being that my background was in PR and marketing, I knew that at that point I also had to use my voice because at the time I was diagnosed, they said it was early onset Alzheimer's. What is early onset Alzheimer's? I didn't know that. And I asked the doctor, he says, well, it's because you have Alzheimer's, but it is um, um, under the age of 65. Okay. And I thought, how many other people don't know that? How many other people might be going through the same thing as me? Yeah. And so that's when I decided to to start talking about it. And as yeah. as you can see by me and Santa Claus, um, <laughs> I love uh, this picture. <laughs> I uh, I live life well. You know, uh, we were at a function here in Largo, and everybody was taking you know, Santa pictures and, you know, kids, <laughs> families, and this, that, and the other. And so I went up to him. I said, I got a request here. I said, I want to do something a little bit different. And so he says, okay. I said, I want you to sit on my lap. Very well. <laughs> he says, I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And so we, made it, we made it a fun picture, and it, it it's just, you know, Whenever I see that, I just smile, and it, it, I, I take a lot, a lot of pictures on a daily basis just yeah. so that I can look back because that helps me remember things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, this was a trip that we went to um, uh, San Diego where we spoke, um, or I spoke at um, what Leading Age. Uh, okay. Leading Age Conference, yeah. and um, 
we had we had a little bit time to sightsee. So this was uh, in La Jolla, where oh, yeah. we visited the the seals. <laughs> And, you know, um, I can tell you, I look at that picture and I, I can still smell the seals. And uh, <laughs> they're fun. They're fun to look at. But, um, you know, mm. they're uh, they, they kind of have their own scent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. This this next picture is one I really I'm curious. This one here, is, is this something you've always been? I know when it, you talk about your voice. Yeah. I, uh, I've been singing and playing guitar since I was about 10 years old. Wow. And uh, I sang in church for over 40 years. Uh, I've sung with different groups and so forth. But I'm also a board member of a company called Thriving for Life, where we talk about the power of music and how it can help individuals uh, they might not be able to still remember things that are going on right now, but man, play them a song from the seventies or from the sixties or whatever decade they're from. They come to life. You can see them mouthing the words and so forth. So the, the home base for this, this company is in Nashville. So this picture that you're looking at is actually me. I'm in the, the Ryman Auditorium uh, in, a, in a sound booth, mm-hmm. and I recorded the song Amazing Grace. Oh, wow. Yeah. That must have been and special it, for you. Oh, man. It, it, was, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable experience. You know, I'm, th- I'm sitting there and thinking, how many other people stood here mm-hmm. and did what I'm doing? And, you know, it's, it was uh, an experience that I will never, ever forget. And I have, a, I have a CD. Don't I have a CD of it? Yeah. I have a CD of it um, somewhere. I'm not really sure where, but um, uh, of that recording. So that's, uh, that, that was a, a very big life-enhancing moment that I, that I hope I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, this next one really brings me to your advocacy, because when I look at this, this is what I think about. So, you know, you, you talked about your diagnosis and, and using your voice and, and, and advocating for, for, for individuals. So talk to me about how, how this came about. Well, I have a very good friend of mine who is still a very good friend of mine. His name is Sandy Halpern who lives in uh, Tallahassee, Florida. And he heard, or he started following me on social media and so forth. He's also living with Alzheimer's. And um, he was a member of what uh, is called the Early Stage Advisory Group in Chicago, where the National Alzheimer's Association is. And so he and I started talking. And then next thing you know, he was um, he he was a previous member. Uh, you only serve a one a one year term, but he was already talking to the folks up in Chicago about me to bring me on board to their organization. So next thing you know, I'm receiving a phone call. I'm getting an interview, and then I get a phone call telling me that I have been chosen to be part of this group. 
Um, and then that led to just being um, not only a part of the national group, but being a part of the state of Florida group. And um, it's, uh, it, it's another way of, of having your voice being able to be heard. Um, advocacy is, is huge because there are so many people, um, and, I, and I'm not saying this in a, in a bad way, but when, when you hear from a medical professional, that's sort of the language that they use is uh, from their profession. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't speak in the, from, from the medical world. I speak from right here and from here, what it does to here and how much I uh, um, just have so much uh, passion and so forth for what I do. So this was uh, what we call the um, uh, um, oh, Alzheimer's Impact Movement. They mm-hmm. hold a conference every year. And so that was a, a shot of me standing in front of the Capitol building uh, before we were about to walk in and go go meet with our our state representatives in Congress and asking them to uh, uh, rally for funds that would help the National Institute of Health do more research and and you know we're hoping for a cure or some way to stop the disease or just slow it down a little bit. Unfortunately, we're a little, a little bit far off. There have been some good things that have happened so far, but right. there's not that, that big thing. Um, so although I do advocate for the people that are still living to basically recognize them as people and not their disease, but I'm also mm-hmm. advocating for uh, the next generation, because I don't want anybody to have to go through this. You know, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, right. because it's um, it's tough. It's it's a cruel disease that it actually robs you of uh, a lot of your your mental capability. However. There's still a lot of mental stuff going on inside, and um, I'm lucky enough to have a care partner like Maureen who understands that Hmm. and helps me each and every day to jump over the hurdles that I face, and Hmm. I couldn't ask for anybody better to be in my life right now. Yeah. Um. Brian, one of the things when we first got in touch, uh, you know, you the term was "I'm living well with Alzheimer's." So, I think interpretation go can go a thousand ways. What does that mean to you? It means that just because I have um, this disease, it doesn't mean that I I, I don't stop. It, it doesn't mean that I stop living. You know. We go out, you know, now, this is in the middle of COVID, okay? So it, it's very difficult now because you don't want to go to a lot of places where there are a lot of people and so forth. Very upset that Disney World is closed right now because I'm only an hour and 14 minutes from there. But, you know, that you know, we'll, we'll get back. 
There we go. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about living well, that's a picture that a photographer took of me as I was taking a picture of me in Disney <laughs> World. So <laughs> I laugh every time I see that picture. Yeah. It, it just it, it brings me joy. I've been going there since 1971. Oh, wow. Um, and um, it's uh, – I'm sorry. I went there – for the first time in 76 it had only been open for for a number of years right and um it was just i don't know i have been there countless times and it's still sometimes I, I would go there by myself and people would be amazing you go to disney world by yourself i said yeah i said but let me tell you the best part about it i said i'll be walking along and people will come up and ask me directions on how to get places and so i'd give them directions on how to get places and every time i'd walk away just i'd just start laughing because i'm thinking to myself they just they just asked the guy with alzheimer's directions <laughs> to get to a place but then i knew for a fact that i was telling them exactly how to get to this place um, but in the real world you know, where I'm not familiar with stuff, I, I really have, not only do I n don't know directions, but um, I have trouble remembering where I was. Um, I have trouble remem remembering the day before. Um, and so I, I borrowed a term from uh, Kate Swaffer, who is a, a big, huge advocate and um, runs the... Um, Alzheimer's, um, uh, uh, she's in Australia, and I can't, okay. uh, I can't remember the, the name right offhand. But um, her, she calls her husband her bub, and that stands for backup brain. Yeah. And so Maureen is my bub, and she, is, she constantly helps me with big things and small things just to help me remember things that she feels is going to bring me happiness, joy, and, and calmness. Well, you know, Brian, you're bringing up something. I'm just curious. I don't know if you can ever put a value on a caretaker or loved one. Can you? No, there, there, there is none. Um, these folks, whether they're a personal care partner or a, uh, a professional caregiver, they do so much. And the person that they're caring for may not be able to thank them. They may not, you know... Maybe the person really wants to, but they, they can't they can't get the words out. Maybe they'll do it through an expression that they try to get to let them know. Um, I thank Maureen countless times in a day. But what I also do is I take an opportunity like this that if there are care partners tuning in right mm -hmm. now, if there are professional caregivers listening and watching right now, I want to thank you on behalf of the people that you're taking care of. So don't ever, ever, ever think that what you do on a daily basis goes unnoticed. 
It doesn't. I know, I don't, well, I don't know exactly what you deal with. I know what I put through Maureen sometimes during the course of a day. And there are days where I am not a, a very nice person. Um, I get my Alzheimer's anger and I lash out. A lot of it comes from being confused or not knowing or just in a fog. And I, I say that I can't control it. I wish I could find a way to do that. But so far, I, I, I'm, 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 real, I'm really trying because she does not deserve that. And no, none of the care partners or caregivers deserve that. So if you're watching, I thank you so unbelievably much for what you do day in, day out. Yeah. Uh, Brian, the other day, we put a blog on the website that you wrote about the impact of, of the COVID-19. And just talk a little bit about your experience. I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but what has it been like for you? Well, we try not to let it impact, it, impact us um, as much as we can. But, you know, we are we're people that like to get out and do things. Now we do go to, we have so many, we're thankful to have so many state parks and county parks around here in this area. So we get out and we go walk. Um, we'll walk two or three miles uh, at a time. Uh, not every day because of the heat and everything else, but we do it as often as we can. Um, we keep our social distancing uh, we don't go – there are places where we'll go out to eat, but we also have our, our social distancing. We always, always wear masks. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're trying to just keep as well as we can. But, you know, it doesn't it, – you know, Maureen has a, has a granddaughter, and we haven't been able to see her in I don't know how long. Um, because, you know, we don't want to, we don't know whether we're carrying, you know, the, the symptoms and so forth. Um, they, they call it a, a asymptomatic or something like that. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to spread this to anybody. So we've basically been quarantining ourselves the majority of the time. Um, unfortunately, we're doing a lot of binge watching, <laughs> watching some programs that we've always wanted to watch. And now we have the time. Yeah, you um, and everybody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, look, like I said, you have a choice. You can sit around and complain about it or be depressed about it or be sad about it. But, you know, when you realize that there's not one simple thing that you can do to make it go away, then you just accept it and you live the best life that you possibly can. Yep. And that's basically what we're doing. That's perfect. Um, I have a question. Uh, what's, your advice yeah. for, what's your advice for people who are concerned that something may be going wrong, cannot remember things, and occasionally get confused? What do you suggest they do? 
Well, you know, first of all, people that, that age, that's going to happen. That's part of aging, mm-hmm. um, that you're, you're not going to be as sharp as you, as you were at 20. Um, now, there are some people that are, you know, a lot smarter than, you know, they were at 20. But, you know, those are uh, exceptional, uh, exceptional people. But, you know, if, if basically you may not even uh, recognize it yourself, your family, your loved ones, your friends are going to be the ones that are going to see you going through a, a period of time to where you may start forgetting things or you may um, go outside for a walk and get lost. Or, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different things that can happen, um, that you may not realize, but when a person realizes that and sees that person, um, you know, kind of declining, that should send an antenna up a little bit. And first, you know, go to the primary care physician, um, and, and get a checkup. Um, you know, uh, my father didn't have Alzheimer's, but he had vascular dementia and that wasn't discovered, um, until he had, uh, years after he had his, um, uh, his, tr- uh, he had a quintuple bypass. So, um, you know, that, yeah, so that was a lie. So I'm going to see if I can, um. No, because I can see you on my phone now. Okay. Um, uh, I know you can't see me, but that's okay. We can hear you. We um, can hear you just perfectly. Well, good, good, good. So, you know, but start with your primary care physician. Let them okay. know what's going on. And then if he or she recognizes some things that may represent some sort of um, uh, mental, um, mental issues, then that person would suggest you go see a neurologist. Good. Well, Brian, I just want to say thank you so much. Like I said, I know you and I, and, and I, Marine, we've been talking for quite some time. I just want to say thank you. Now we do have a couple of follow-up, uh, webinars scheduled with the three of us. And so we'll be getting those out to people. So we're very excited about that. But, uh, I have it up on the screen. Uh, how can people find you? Um, there are a lot of different ways. You have a lot of things going on, which is is, is really <laughs> phenomenal. So tell tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and how they can how they can find you. Well, the best way, um, you know, is through email. Okay. We are dementia. Uh, I, I'm sorry, dementia strong at gmail dot com. Okay. Uh, but then also go to our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is called We Are Dementia Strong. Um, and we're constantly, uh, our, uh, our podcasts are there. Our uh, Facebook Lives on Saturday, those are there. Uh, also, our, um, 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 my blog is there, and oh, our blog is there because Sometimes Maureen will write, sometimes I'll write, so we're getting the, you're getting the, the double perspective. Um, 
and then uh, things like this. You know, whenever I get asked to do something like this, I, I put it on my social media so that um, people can follow. Uh, I'm also on Twitter uh, under Brian, the ALZ guy, and uh, on LinkedIn uh, under, uh, I think it's just Brian LeBlanc. Yeah, it's just under my name, Brian LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, also, tell everybody you just uh, launched your podcast, too. Yes. Yes, uh, that's that's exciting. I've always wanted to do one. Um, <laughs> didn't really know how to go about it, but um, I uh, I just kind of started it, and it's only it, it's still in its infancy. Um, but already, you know, we're on um, it's on Anchor. That's the home base of where the the podcast is. But it's also available on Spotify. Um, um, Google Podcasts, um, Basket, not not Basket. Um, Break. I don't know. It, it, yeah, we, it's, yeah. on, it's on the it's on the slide. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's it's all over that. So, and, and real quick, yeah. your you said your most recent Facebook live that you do on Saturday, you had almost ten thousand people. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, um, we went out and. Um, I had asked Maureen, um, we, we've done some videos and so forth, and I uh, said, you know, everybody hears me talking about my fog and so forth. I would really like you to uh, video me while I am in a fog. And so every Saturday we've been doing these videos, and this one Saturday when, when I got up, I, I could not really talk a whole bunch. Um, I was having trouble just being. Um, but she kept asking me. She says, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And I would just shake my head. Um, and then we got out there, and we did this. I don't even know how long. It was like 20 minutes long. Um, and then all of a sudden we just saw how many people actually viewed it. And um, right now we have uh, 9,900 9, views of that particular um, um, Facebook Live. So we continue those uh, every Saturday. Um, our blog is released on Wednesdays. And uh, the podcast is on Thursday. Very good. Well, Brian, I just want to say once again, thank you for your time. Um, you are a wealth of, of information, and I am continuing. I am going to continue to look forward to collaborating with you and getting the message out there. Till next time, I am your host, Jason Kotar, with Knowledgeable Aging.